Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees Podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host, Joe Milmine, and this is episode 173, Baby Knits Roundup. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 173 of the Shiny Bees podcast. I am Jo, and I'm your host, back with you again today, which is Tuesday, the 2nd of March, 2021. And today we are going to be talking about Baby Knits Roundup, and specifically I'm going to be sharing some more yarns and patterns with you that have been contributed by the community with the feedback of the last couple of weeks since doing episodes 171 and 172 talking about good patterns for baby knits and yarns for baby and kid knits in particular we've got some more suggestions or I've got some more suggestions for you that have been submitted via the lovely lovely shiny bees podcast community some good ideas that I haven't heard of before and therefore I'm going to share them with you because the more patterns, the more ideas, the more inspiration, the better quite frankly. And also I've got a call, a call for inspiration from one of my lovely, lovely and very dear listeners, Kat, who is planning a very special project. So a bit of a chatty one today, get your brew, get your knitting and we will crack on with the show. So first up, a little bit of chat then. I do apologise if you can hear the cats and dogs cat cast outside. Um, the dog walker is, is, has come to pick up next door's dog and bless the, the little hounds in the car are so excited and the window's open and you know we don't want to like deprive them of a little bit of an excited yelp do we? Luckily, it doesn't sound like mine are joining in at the moment, but it might be picked up. You know, a bit of suburban life for you. Exciting, exciting. So last week, super busy, which is why there was no episode, because I ended up doing an all day assessment online with Sam all day. So I was just not, not there at all for doing an episode. I was absolutely shattered afterwards. He did really well, bless him. He was a little superstar. Got up, got dressed, even put his best shirt on and everything. He was just so cute. I'm like, how is it that he can be like proper good as gold on the Zoom calls and then be a complete tear away other times? But bless him, he did dead well. But it was very, very tiring and I'd totally run out of words by the end of the day. And then I've been working on my website for podcasting unpacked which is just so nearly there you know when it's so nearly there like I feel like I'm at that part in a shawl where you're at the 300 and odd stitch rows and you know you're nearly done like you know you have like the structure it's all there but you've got that pico bind off staring you in the face that's coming you know it's coming you know it's just going to be a right flipping pain in the tartars but you've got to do it to finish the project and I feel like I'm at that point where progress feels incredibly slow because the rows are 300 odd stitches long I feel like that's where I am and I'm also having a massive what happened to the first two months of the year caption like I have big plans for my 37th year, which involved becoming a published author. And I have a manuscript for a book. It's 40,000 words long, right? My book is nearing off done. And I've got 
I've got 16 days to get it out, or else I will be 38, I won't be 37 anymore. And I know it is some, like, ARB thing that I put in, this ARB goal. You're like, well, it doesn't need to be done then, does it, really? And actually, you probably benefit from dragging it out a bit longer, and you could, you know, do more of a roundup and blah, 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 and take pre-orders and whatever. I, I am, yeah, I could, but I'm not that person. Like, I just, I just want it out. Like, I'm like, let's just get it out, and then we'll figure out the rest afterwards, which is not the way you're supposed to do it. It's not the way I'd, you know, advise my clients to do it. But that's just my personality, and I'm not going to fight it, right? I'm not going to squash myself into somebody else's overly planned box. Like, it's just not very me. So I feel like, yeah, I'm not getting enough do- stuff done that I want to get done. And, you know, we're here in the UK and I do have one of the kids at home that's home learning and we're still in the, the midst of a pandemic and all of that kind of stuff. But I just kind of thought I would have more done by now. And I'm sure a lot of you are also in that same situation where you're kind of working, working, working and you're just not quite seeing the fruits of your labour yet. Like it's come to that point where it's in the middle of the grind of a, of a project. And I wrote a email to my reset people, my reset crew, uh, which is what a small group coaching that I'm doing at the moment. And in that email, I was talking about a roller coaster and about how it's very a very similar analogy like you've got to go up that big initial hill and, and and before you start it's really exciting right and you're stood in the queue and you can't wait and you're like yeah 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 and then you get in and your anticipation is there and that is what it is like when you start a new project whether it is something you're building business wise or whether it is a yarn project or a making project that you're doing that excitement the planning the gathering of materials the vision the inspiration is super exciting but there comes a point whereby you're halfway up the hill and on a roller coaster you'd be on the kind of the chain you know the chain like where you're going up the hill and it's quite slow and all of a sudden that the seat starts to become a bit uncomfortable and you start to worry about whether you know the the fastening the restraint is fastened like tight enough and pulling it down to get another click out of it even though you can't breathe when you've pulled it down and, you know, thinking about how it's high and then it starts to become a little bit anxiety inducing because you're, you're then waiting for the inevitable tipping over of your stomach as you go down the other side. So then all of the doubt starts to creep in and whether you should, you know, get off and is there an emergency stop button and was this a great idea and, 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 and you get to that point in your knitting as well where you just think, oh, why did I even think about knitting something so big or so complicated or you make a mistake and you've got to you know rip it back it's all the same sort of thing and I feel like I'm at that point now like the 300 stitch row like I said that point where I can see the top of it and I can see once I get there it's all going to be downhill once the structure is there once you've done that initial capacity building thing once you've got that potential energy in the same way that when you get to the top of the roller coaster the whole ride depends on that, right? It depends on having that initial change in energy, the potential energy to get you through the rest of the ride, which is all downhill from there, right? To be cheesy, it is. But that's the whole point. All roller coasters start with a big hill for that reason, because the potential energy carries you through to the end. And then I started thinking about the Grand National, um, which is a super old, old uh, Victorian roller coaster which I think they closed down because it was a death trap literally and I think it was at Blackpool I get confused in Blackpool and Southport because my, you know the 80s all blends into one for me and 
it was good. It was two that used to race against each other, but it was built out of wood, so it was super rickety and therefore even more frightening because even the restraint was just like a bar and you would quite often like come up out of the seat and hit the bar and then hit it again on the way back down. Like they are the best kind, aren't they? They are the best kind. Anyway, completely distracted there. But somebody needed to hear that today. I'm sure they did. And, you know, if you are in that space, I am there with you, whether it's in a knitting or a life or a work or a business sense, just keep, keep, sit on the click, just keep going because you'll regret it. If you get off the roller coaster before it goes down the hill, you will regret it. Nobody wants to climb down those scary, scary steps in the wind to the bottom. They don't and neither do you. So just stick with it is the point. But yeah, anyway, so in today's episode, now I finally got there via a massive segue is or are three things and this one is a bit of a a roundup a community feedback one just to kind of share the knowledge really so first up we've got an ask for cat's project and then we'll go into the baby arm recommendations in addition to the ones that were covered in the last episode episode 172 and then some of the pattern recommendations that were covered Uh, in episode 171 and I will share those with you because there were some really really good tips in there that I think you're going to like. So first up we will go to Kat's question. Now Kat is one of my lovely lovely listeners over in the Netherlands and she has a big project planned and she was asking in the Shiny Bees podcast community for some recommendations and we're all I was a little bit nervous because I'm like, this sounds like a really big, exciting thing to do. And I don't feel like I can just throw out a recommendation willy nilly. Like I feel like it needs some serious thought and reflection. And she's given me full permission to ask the listeners what you think and to give her a little bit of help. So this was her question in Patterns and Inspiration. So she says, hey, Joe, do you remember the interview question? What yarn would you take on a desert island? So that was desert island skeins from back when I used to do the formatted interview questions. Really good, actually. I might bring that that question back in some kind of format. And she said, I have a similar dilemma. I'm planning to embark on a long distance hiking journey from Belgium. Oh, no, is she in Belgium? I thought she's in, no, she's in Belgium. She's not in the Netherlands. Sorry, Kat, for some reason in my head, you were in the Netherlands. Um, But she says, I'm planning to embark on a long distance hiking journey from Belgium to Santiago de Compostela, 2,400 kilometres, not in one go, spread over different holidays. Not sure if I'll ever make it, but I like the clear focus. I'll be starting hopefully in March with the first stretch from home to the south through Belgium. That should fit in the current Corona regulations. Being a knitter, I find myself contemplating the travel knitting almost as much as the actual walking smiley face. We can all identify with that. So she says, I can't take a lot of yarn to keep the weight down. And I plan to take two projects, a recreational lace shawl and a project that captures the memories of the journey day by day. Could be as simple as one garter stitch ridge per kilometres or I'm thinking some sort of module in it with every small module representing a day. That's quite a good idea because obviously that will keep the weight down. You don't want some massive blanket that you're still trying to knit knit something on in one piece. So she says, I don't really know what I want to track yet. 
weather, sun, rain, cold, feelings, distance, landscape. I don't think I can take colours to represent the different items because it's hard to predict how much yarn I would need per colour. Maybe texture is better. Anyone got ideas? Yarn, patterns, textures, which items could I track? Now, first up, how cool of a project does that sound? Like, that is amazing. It's a massive, again, it kind of comes back unintentionally to the roller coaster analogy of it's going to be a really big undertaking it is a big undertaking to walk this distance to plan this kind of walk and this this big goal physically but also the knitting to go along with it is going to be quite a commitment and hopefully we'll produce something that will be really memorable afterwards because of course Kat is going to finish the walk right she's going to finish the hike she has to like she's going to do it. But what about the knitting that goes along with it? It can't just be some, you know, potato chip stuff necessarily because it needs a little bit of a plan behind it. So there was quite a bit of chat and suggestions going on in the Shiny Bees podcast community. And if you want to join in on this in the community, just go to shinybees.com forward slash community and request to join and I will let you in and you can come join in by this, with this. Um, but there were some suggestions about perhaps doing a variation on a modular temperature blanket and whether it would be worth recording the weather every day. It's such a British thing to say, isn't it? Record the weather every day. Um, but a lot of people, you know, do and it's something that you would definitely notice. And Kat suggested perhaps going with a topographical type map version, which obviously I loved because I'm a geographer. and. Helen Swan actually suggested she could split the item into two halves where the left side recalls the weather and the right side recalls the topography, steps, mood or whatever. And maybe the idea of small textured squares to represent different things. But it might be worth using a diary because if Kat gets too tired, then she can you know catch up on the, the knitting later, but she will have the record. So it sounds like a really fun project and what Kat and I would love more than ever is for you to join in and help because the the listeners to this podcast are super smart so I would love to hear what suggestions you've got for Kat and um, just tag me at shiny bees if you're not in the community or you can email me info at shinybees.com with any suggestions for Kat and if you're doing anything similar or you've undertaken anything similar in terms of a big physical challenge or in terms of a big knitting challenge, then definitely get in touch because I'm sure along with the suggestions of things that she could make, Kat would really appreciate some encouragement from people who are a little bit further ahead on the journey, you've done something big like this before and can give us some top tips because it's always good to hear some recommendations and some inspiration from people who were just a little bit further on than you or in fact have done the whole thing 2400 kilometers that is a long way but I'm sure Kat you are going to do it because you're a legend so that was my ask and now we're going to move on to the baby projects and the yarns So on to the community feedback for the baby yarns then. 
Thank you to everyone who has been in touch. Most of the chat has been in the community, which is awesome. I really love going in there because there's always someone knitting something beautiful or knitting somewhere beautiful or reading an awesome book. So it's really good. Um, Helen Swan got in touch and she recommended Sheepies Colour Crafter as an alternative to Stylecraft DK. It is an acrylic as well. It's 100% acrylic, but she says it is a little bit squishier than Stylecraft DK and has a fair amount of drape. Now you can get that for £1.99 per 100 grams and you can get it from Wool Warehouse amongst other places in the UK certainly and tons and tons and tons of shades. 94 on the shade count so yeah you're going to be winning here. All of the names are Dutch names so or appear to be Dutch names, certainly. Although some of them are in English. And then, like, The Hague. I thought it was, like, Den Haag. Uh, and some are in Dutch, which is cool. And lots of oranges, somewhat unsurprisingly. <laughs> they look exactly the same. I'm like, Ghent and The Hague and, you know, look the same. And Leowarden and Flissingen look the same to me but you know I can't see that many colours of orange so clearly because they must be different but loads of options there loads and loads of options for colours so give uh, Sheepies a check out if you want a different option to style craft. Wendy Dinage was knitting for a couple at work and was excited to be knitting and thought she would go and do a little bit of stash busting however she went to have a look at the baby aunt anyway, just to see what was there and was reminded that the couple she was knitting for are very eco-conscious and vegan. So obviously she wanted to pick something that had both of those credentials in order to give them something that's going to be used. And she had a look at the Nurturing Fibres uh, Eco Bamboo and is going to be knitting her project out of that from you imply which is great you know there is definitely an option for everyone when it comes to yarns and acrylics have their place in the same way that bamboos do and merinos do and the breed yarns do like everything has its place and it's about matching that place and that person and that project together rather than sticking slavishly to any fads or trends or anything else like you know, we all get the FOMO, whatever. Everyone wanted a Furby at one point, didn't they? And Pogs, right? But they're a flash in the pan now. The stuff that has been steady and carried on coming back, is, is it was not the dead trendy stuff. I mean, who remembers fidget spinners? Like, that's not a thing really anymore, is it? You can get them, but everyone's not going crazy for it. And it's the same with your knitting, you know, pick what you want to pick and knit with what you want to knit with and, you know, bugger anyone else. It's not their knitting, is it? Sure, knitting, do what you want. So yeah, in terms of the baby patterns then, there were loads and loads of suggestions for this, which was awesome. So unsurprisingly, uh, Echo Zulu, as I call her, Elizabeth Zimmerman, EZ, lots of votes for the um, baby surprise jacket from the Knitter's Almanac is what people like to make. It's a little bit like knitting origami and you can knit it out of sock yarn and knit it in one piece then you sew it together and you've got this little jacket. Always very, very popular and 
you can make it look however you want because it's quite a straightforward and simple pattern, which is really cool. Nicola Nolan recommends Knitted with Love by Jane Ellison for baby knits. It's not in print anymore, but she says you can get the individual patterns from Pearl and Jane. So that would be her recommendation. Laura Stevens, Dr. Laura, recommends Nevis Top Down Cardigan. That's her go-to cardigan from Mariana's Lazy Daisy Days. And she has sizing for preemie babies as well. So if you like to do a bit of preemie knitting, and a lot of people do like to do preemie knitting for the local hospitals or whatever, then that could be a good thing for you to check out. Mariana's Lazy Daisy Days. Uh, Alison Naylor is a big fan of Ogre Knitwear. I think it's Ogre, O-G-E, Ogre Knitwear. And her favourite is the overalls with cable detail on cuffs and bodice and also the Dorothy Helen baby blanket. So she says they're available on Lovecrafts and Ravelry. I will link to all of these suggestions and patterns as well, by the way, in the show notes, which will be at shinybees.com forward slash 173 as usual. Maureen Bulger likes the leafy baby blanket by Layla Aliva. It's available at silkandwool.eu and it's a freebie on Ravelry as well. And she makes it in worsted weight and it knits really quickly and she said it looks way more complicated than it is. And Laura has also made a few of those. So quite a popular suggestion there. A blanket always goes down well and it's one of those things that they can keep for a long time. And they can still have as the kind of, you know, a small person, then an older person that you never, there's always going to be a use for a blanket. You're not necessarily going to be trying to squash a little beret on your head when you're 25, you know. Um, Maureen was actually confused. She thought my nephew was called Boris. He's he's not my, my nephew. That's the prime minister. Um, and I, I'm really interested, though, to see how many people do call their child Boris this year and how many people don't. So Laura has another favourite pattern for us and that is the Beloved Bonnet by Tin Can Knits and she often adds embroidery on the side as well which is a great idea for personalising it even further and it's very cute, it's quite a traditional looking bonnet is the Beloved Bonnet so but everyone always you know can make use of a, a bonnet so all good. Anna Freeberg has recommended the Sunshine Bonnet by Katerina Lindhagen. She says it's a lovely baby hat. And Jade Horson, who is a new listener. Hello, Jade. Thank you for listening and being new and being awesome at knitting, by the way. She's just finished and she included a picture and it looks epic. Like, I would be super happy to receive this blanket. It's a mosaic blanket by Pearl Soho, but she used a colour change in yarn. So it looks stripy underneath the pattern. It looks really, really good, really cool. And obviously then it matches like various different things. It's not just one colour. Because there's a lot of colours in it, if it gets stuff spilt on it, you're not necessarily going to notice it immediately like you would do with some of the more traditional white and cream blankets. Kendra Steele suggested one of those Little Mermaid Tail snuggly sacks as an option. No pattern link from there, but there are quite a lot available online for the little, just a little sack of little mermaid tail. It's quite cute. Anna Jordan's go-to baby gift knitting is the Gramps cardigan by Tin Can Knits. I'm very nearly put this in the pattern picks. I think it's dead cute and it's got elbow patches and I'm a geographer. So clearly that is part of the stereotype to have elbow patches. And it turns out I actually replied saying that everyone loves an elbow patch, especially geographers. So true. 
So true. But really cute, you know, really cute and wearable. And Kat, bless her, apparently you can kill acrylic. She washed Stylecraft DK at 60 degrees and they went a bit funny. So just be careful for that. Anna Grimm has a suggestion for these little owls. So cute. It's like a little knitted owl with really, really big crocheted eyes. It makes it look a little bit cartoony. And she made like a bunch of them for her cousins when they started having babies. Some, again, something you can keep a little bit longer than, um, than things like garments for babies. Uh, Linda Hartley, that I missed this because it's in the wrong thread. Linda, it's in the wrong thread, Linda. Crimes, crimes on the threads. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm all, I don't mind. Um, but she has some more yarns that she chipped in with, which was uh, King Cole Merino Blend, Stylecraft Life Vintage DK, which is 20% wool, Malabrigo Sock Yarn, and Rowan Summerlight Cotton 4-ply. So some more suggestions for yarn there. Linda Hartley also loves EZs baby surprise jacket and the troublemaker by Catherine Folketh which is a stripey again it's like a grandpa type cardigan stripey with a, a little collar knitted on which is quite sweet so we've got some other suggestions Kendra's knitting a jumper with a, a puffin on it which is dead cute and sheep stitch knitted a wee chickadee by Isolde so loads of different options there and some ideas for you to go at really I will put links to all of those in the show notes so you can access them in one place but yeah they're they're what the, the community suggests the hive mind of the shiny bees podcast has suggested those patterns so definitely tag me in if you decide to knit any of those as a result of this episode then let me know give me the feedback I, li- I always love to hear I like knowing what everyone's up to and what you're knitting because it's a great source of inspiration So that's all we have time for this week because I have to go back to building a website and getting this, getting this ship launched. I'll be glad. I'll be glad when it's done. I just wish it felt like I was getting there quicker. But alas, I'll get there eventually. You always do. If you keep at it, you'll get there. Just like that pesky Pico brined off. So yeah, I will be back again next week. But until then, happy crafting and I shall speak to you again soon. Cheers. You've been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast. Show notes for this episode can be found on the website at shinybees.com forward slash 173. Touch with you if that's all